All right, I am here with Jay from the King of Kanto podcast. Uh, Jay, would you like to uh, introduce yourself and uh, and your podcast and tell the audience a little bit about it? Yeah, absolutely. So, hi everybody. My name is Jay. I am one of three co-hosts on the King of Kanto podcast. Uh, my co-host Nick and my co-host Cam are uh, busy with family stuff right now, but um, I'm gonna be here and, and talk to everybody and talk to Shay. Uh, so King of Kanto podcast, basically the three of us, myself, Nick and Cam get together, drink a few strongs and uh, we critique JVlogger content. And it's a lot of fun and uh, everybody loves us for it. Oh, great. Yeah, that's uh, a, <laughs> that, 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 that's a, that's a great elevator pitch there. No, no, yeah. ju- ju- no, it's no, that's, I mean, that's exactly, um, I wish I had heard that, you know, um, when I first uh, saw you guys uh, floating around uh, the interwebs uh, months ago. So, um, yeah, yeah uh, it sounds like a, like a, just a, a fun hangout, really, of a, of a podcast. Um, the, you know, shitting on J vloggers is always a, a fun fun thing i think but uh, yeah <laughs> well mm. i'm gonna say we we critique ah. and we we use evidence yeah. okay we yep. and we do pick and choose clips mm-hmm. from each of our nominees uh every episode we have a nominee to be the king of kanto which is akin to like a, a razzie award mm. um yeah so we have the nominee we get some clips from them we play the clips on the show and you know we critique the content right and uh you know sometimes we're a little rough around the edges admittedly but you know it's three guys drinking strongs having a good time yeah that that i mean to be honest that sounds like a lot of my first years uh, in japan you know just uh me and a, me and a couple <laughs> yeah. guys sitting around drinking strongs uh shooting the shit you know talking about or um shooting the shit and talking shit so um <laughs> yeah yeah but uh so um what what kind of um motivated you guys to to get together and start this um uh, start this podcast I, I mean obviously you have a a ripe um you know fruits for content that you can you know there's there's so many um j vloggers out there you know uh, now these days yeah. um but what um how did you guys meet originally and and what motivated you to guys uh, you guys just to get together and start the podcast yeah, so all of us were fans of uh, another podcast, actually. Mm-hmm. And I found out that there were other people in Tokyo who were fans of this American podcast. Right. So we all said, hey, um, all fans of this podcast, let's go to a commune in uh, commune 246 mm-hmm. in, um, in Shibuya and uh, let's get a beer. So, uh, you know, we all met up. And, you know, we're all fans of the show. We mm-hmm. started talking. This is a couple of years ago. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we've been, you know, drinking buddies ever since. And, you know, we hang out and, you know, just regular friend stuff. And uh, Nick and Cam and I were like, you know, we're kind of tired of all this lame content about <laughs> Japan. It's not totally accurate. People are painting a very rosy picture of this place when... You know, there are some good things. There are some bad things. You know, mainly it's good here. But, you know, people are painting an improper picture or an inaccurate picture. Right. And uh, and then also there are people who, you know, they have um, 
let's just say they have some issues and they think that moving to Japan will cure, you know, their multiple personality disorder or whatever they have. Right. So, mm. and we, we, we kind of didn't like that. And we said, you know, let's, let's look at these cringy content creators and a la our favorite podcast, mm. let's kind of, you know, do a voting system and let's, you know, actually, you know, have our audience vote on like who is the you know king of Kanto. Okay. So yeah, that's how we got together and we said, yeah, I think this is a concept for a show. And actually it's a, it's amazing we even got started because we failed like three times in the beginning. Oh yeah? We all bought nice microphones <laughs> and then we all went to one of our houses and it was like, you know, the microphones were too good. They kept on picking each other up in the room Right. Oh, okay. So it's kind so of like we, interfering with each other's uh, audio, right? Yeah, hmm. we, we 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 screwed that up, and so that just turned into a cigars and drink night. And then you know we tried a couple other times, and it just it just wasn't working out. Hmm. And so we we found a service where we we each you know are in our own respective locations, and we dial in, and we have a, a recording studio, like an online recording studio, and okay. that's how we that's how we've been able to do it. But it took like. Yeah, I think it, we finally got our first episode on the fourth try. Okay. So we we, okay. we really were dedicated to making this work. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, fourth fourth time's a charm, right? So. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't our case. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's cool. I mean, that's um, uh, like I was um, saying last week um, with uh, with Radri is that uh, it's always nice to see other podcasts um, coming out of Japan. You know. Um, yeah. I, absolutely. Yeah, and they've really kind of you know started taking off here in just the last couple of years you would you would think you know with podcasting as popular as it is that uh, more of these wouldn't um, have popped up by now but I think maybe you'll agree with this um, a lot of the content coming out of Japan just mainly seems to be focused on jvlogging you know and uh, you know the yeah I guess we're still sort of outliers in the in the podcasting thing because you know I mean to be honest with you I I tried to dip my toe in the J vlogging thing a few years ago. As did I. Yeah. yeah. And I just, I, I felt gross trying to do it, to be honest with you, you know? Yeah. So. I mean, my, I guess my experience wasn't unique. Yeah. Um, maybe because, you know, I, I'm, I'm not an English teacher um, that uh, my, my experience became unique, but, or at least less common. But when I was doing it, I was like, you know, I don't really have anything new or novel to add to the media that's out there already. Right. So I quickly folded. Mm -hmm. I was like, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying anything special. I'm not going to be a, a million subscriber channel, you know? So I said, okay, well, you know, if it, I, there's no chance of me being successful at being a J vlogger, then, you know, I, maybe I should just concentrate on, you know, doing my thing here. Right. And that's what I've done. Uh, but then this opportunity came up with my buddies mm -hmm. and I said, okay, you know, we have a podcast now and, you know, we're not J vloggers. We don't have, mm -hmm. um, you know, a J vlogging YouTube channel. It's a podcast hosting YouTube channel, essentially. And our podcast is our podcast. We just, you know, it pops up once a week on Mondays. People listen to it throughout the week. And, you know, we have a nice little community going. We have like, a, you know, a nice small Patreon and a mm. Discord and all that stuff. So we've kind of built a community around the show. And yeah. it's, it's pretty yeah. nice. Yeah. That's cool, man. That's cool. And, uh, 
that it's like I said, it's always good to see that um, that popping up, especially in this medium. I, I've mm. um, maybe you can attest to this too. Um, I've I've found a lot more enjoyment in this medium, you know, uh, than than I ever did with uh, trying to vlog something. You know what I mean? And, yeah, uh, one of the things about J vlogging is like the people become their online persona, and when I'm not in front of this microphone. Right. You know, I'm me. Right. I'm off doing my stuff. Yeah. Like I have a life, you know, that is not public. And then I come here and I'm Jay from the King of Kanto. Yeah. And that gives me, number one, an excuse to, uh, you know, have a, a weekly session with the bros and, you know, to produce something creative once a week. Uh, but then once the microphone is off, once I sign out, you know, I go back to my life. Right. But J vloggers are, it's like, this is me. I'm always in Japan. Or like, and we, we've criticized this a lot is the the people who are J vloggers, their personality is I live in Japan, not my name is Bob. I'm really into board games mm -hmm. and uh, I'm really good at Minecraft. And, you know, I do X, Y, and Z on the weekends. It's right. I live in Japan. And yeah, that's, you know, yeah. that's not a personality. It's, you know, you live in Japan. Yeah, cool. It's a geographic location. Right, right. Um, that's um, I have seen some some people. That it reminds me of uh, like my friend uh, Kevin. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know if you ever saw some of his older videos. He happened to just make like travel type videos within more the countryside of Japan. Um, but his oh, okay. his were more comical. Like it would be him and, and some friends going um, to like a hot spring or going to some temple or something. You know, something that's a, you know a lot of normal J vloggers do but it was edited and in a way that was very comical it was very unique and it wasn't just like hey look at you know this um this stupid thing that i bought from lawson unless it was done tongue-in-cheek and and it was played up as as for laughs you know and yeah. um i thought that was a very unique twist on it because it was making fun of the traditional J vlog while still being entertaining and actually showing some really cool places in Japan. He just happened to be a guy that lived in Japan making content, you know? Yeah, yeah. see, uh, you have to have a hook. You have to mm -hmm. have something interesting about you because there's a sea of garbage, which is, of course, where I go to feed. That's the trough <laughs> I, I'm at, right? Right. And uh, and, and, my po and my podcast co-host, right? Mm. So, I mean, like, one, of the, one of the crazy things is the number one J vlogger no longer makes videos. Okay. Uh, right. Rachel and June, I think have like, I don't know how many millions of followers. I think last time I checked, it was like three and change or something like that. Wow. Yeah. And now I haven't looked at their channel recently, but uh, I, I think it was like three or four months since they released a video. So like, so like the people who are at the absolute top of their game, they're, you know, they're out of the algorithm, you know, the right. 10 minutes video every day algorithm on YouTube. Mm. They just, you know, do what they want. You know, they, they, they did it. They, they did the vending machine. They did the apartment tour, right? They yeah. did the uh, walk in Shinjuku. You know, they did it all. They did it all already five years ago. It's over, right? And now everybody is just kind of like repeating their content. So even like the top dog doesn't JVlog anymore. Right. So it's it's kind of it's kind of like this weird thing that's happening, uh, and you'll notice that like 
uh, whoever the, the top dogs are now, like Chris Broad or uh, Paolo. Uh, he just released a video today, but like they don't release a video every day. Right. So, uh, and, and those guys release great content. So like. Yeah, yeah, like Chris Broad, yeah. like, you know, I gotta give the guy props, you know, like he, he put production value into his work and, you know, he made it work for him and it's it's awesome. You know, he puts out some good stuff, you know, so. Um, yeah, but it's uh, like weekly, bi-weekly, once mm -hmm. a month. It's not constant barrage of, of, of shit, you know, yeah. it's well thought out, produced, if I could use that word, mm -hmm. uh, and edited very well. Right. You know, so you actually put some effort into their content and it makes it great. And most other people are just, you know, put a camera on their shoulder and go walking a Kabukicho or, you know, Shibuya crossing or, you know, vending machine aisles or whatever. Right. And, and see that I think, um, when it comes to now with J vlogging, um, that uh, online streaming, you know, uh, has done them a lot of favors because they don't have to have, you know, editing skills or, or anything like that. They can just flip on the camera and live stream and right. it does all the work for them, you know, and uh, uh, that's, um, it's it's kind of good and bad. You know, I, I, I think live streaming is a good tool to use, but uh, but for them, it's uh, it's just become a quick way to to get out their content without actually having to put any effort into making it look nicer than than what it is you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. i i i like the production value mm -hmm. and i think that's what distinguishes the the top people from the crowd yes um i think we've only covered like two people who live stream on our podcast yeah so uh, I mean, obviously the quality just isn't there. And I can understand if I was like a weeb in America and I'm like, oh, Japan is so great. It's this magical land of Godzilla and Bushido warriors and all that. And I can just tune into a live streamer who's walking in Shibuya or who's, you know, whatever. You know, looking at Mount Fuji, you're like, oh, mystical, awesome. But like somebody who lives here, I'm kind of like, all right, enough already. <laughs> I've been to that street a hundred times. Right. You know, right. It's, it's just a street. Yeah. And, th and that's the thing. Like a lot of, um, you know, of course, the people who live here, especially who have lived here quite a while, you know, um, I think that's why maybe we get so annoyed at it is because it's normal to us, you know, but uh, some teenager, you know, some high school kid living in America or Australia or something who's never left their country you know um gets this kind of fantasized uh, you know I idealized vision of what japan is by these j vloggers you know and uh, right uh, and it, it just kind of perpetuates this uh i guess like a cycle like and 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 maybe you'd agree with this is the the cycle just keeps churning out the um it keeps getting worse and worse, you know, like, uh, at least what I've noticed over the years is the people who watched the content from 10 years ago came here and put out content. And then people who watch their content came here and put out content. And it just seems to be like the dribbling down the leg after you like, you know, I think shit we're yourself. in like the second generation of that, maybe even yeah. the third, mm -hmm. because I think YouTube's heyday for J vlogging anyway, was probably like between 2013 and 2015. Right. You had a lot of like, you know, that's when, you know, the 
like I was talking about Rachel and June, because mm -hmm. that's like when everybody first got here and they were putting out good stuff. Yeah. And then there was like a lot of not so good stuff too. Mm -hmm. But now it's like the old guard is kind of semi-retired mm -hmm. and all the people are coming in and making the same stuff over and over and over. Right. And some people are really cringy. And, you know, that's that's what we decided to, you know, to aim our, you know, have our sights on, to aim at. Right. Because right. there's a lot of that. <laughs> and, you know, obviously, you know, we were nominating individuals and, and actually groups now even as of our last episode. So it, it's just like we kind of take like the funny things, the cringy things of, uh, you know, expat Japanese life, mm. and we let people know about it. And actually, I do think we serve a purpose. Yeah. And uh, you kind of need a countermeasure to all the fluff that's out there. Because, you know, you'll have, um, you know, I, I always rag on Kelly Marita, so I'm trying to think of a different example. <laughs> but, you know, you'll have like, you'll have like, Charla or Michaela or hmm. um, you know Kelly or you know somebody else and they'll just be like ah Japan is so great and right. this is everything is excellent and there's never a rainy day and then you know we, we come along and go hey you know things are good you know we're not saying it's not good right but also realistically you should know this kind of stuff and you know there's a lot of like 22 23 year old kids and I say kids because I'm, you know, I'm 38 now, so I'm, I'm, I'm an old man. But well, yeah, we're, you know, we're, we're I came both here, pushing that, you know. Yeah, so. we're both pushing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that big 4-0 is coming. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, you know, I came here later in life. I had already been in the workforce, you know, for a long time. So I have business experience. You know, I have, you know, in my field, I'm, you know, I, I'm fine, you know. Um, but, you know, you get a 22-year-old kid, 23-year-old kid. They fly here. They got no money, no experience, um, you know, no sense because they think that this place is just full of, you know, big chested anime waifus and uh, <laughs> yeah. Godzilla and, you know, all this stuff. And, you right. know, for the first six months it is. And then it becomes just, it's another large city. It's another large, yeah. That, yeah. I mean, that that was kind of me, um, minus the, the anime stuff. I, I was never really into that. Um, <laughs> Uh, but I came here at, right after university, you know, right out of college, um, mm -hmm. uh, 23. Uh, I, you know, I've, I've told this story a lot. So, but, uh, you know, I just came here originally just for like a year, you know, just to see what it was like. Mm -hmm. And I uh, went back and I was like, man, I, I kind of just missed being there. You know, it wasn't um, necessarily that I, I, I felt like I, I hadn't finished whatever business I had here right and um, sure yeah and I just enjoyed living in Japan it was it was um, it was a comfortable place to live and it's um, it just had a lot to offer you know especially I, I never lived in a big big city like Tokyo um, you know I was always you know in the in the smaller cities or you know mm -hmm. even some people consider countryside but I enjoyed that and I enjoyed the fact that um, I had uh, all this cool stuff to explore and it's um but you you know when you come here quite young the the rose colored glasses are, are very very thick at that age and yes. the, the thicker yes. they are the more jaded they become uh quickly 
and uh, you know I went through some some ups and downs while I was here but you know the older you get it, it levels out and you kind of look at it very realistically you know yeah and that yeah. takes you know you can't for some reason you can't tell anybody that it's just something mm. that they have to experience themselves yes and you know I'm very pro Japan mm -hmm. okay obviously there's a reason I came here yes. and I've gotten settled in my life here so it's not all negative but the I think the burnout rate for people like in your situation you have 22 23 show mm -hmm. up and you know they go through the Akaiwa system I think the burnout rate is like 90% there are very few people who in that situation uh, escape you know into like a different job right you know yeah. so I, I think the Akaiwa system actually really does a disservice to foreign people who wish to come here. Um, you know, the pay isn't very high. The, um, you know, a lot of this, uh, the companies do kind of shifty things on the side that maybe you don't understand. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it kind of takes like an older person, a more experienced person to look uh, an employer or former employer in the eye and be like, hey, man, you know, you're not doing this correctly. And I know the agencies to talk to if you don't, you know, pay me my last paycheck or, pro, you know, send me the, you know, the uh, the documents you're supposed to send for my neck for my new employer, right. that kind of stuff. Right. Uh, and, you know, at 22, 23 years old, you know, you're not going to do that. And it's just it's not that you're not a brave person. It's not that you're not a smart person. It's just that you, you lack the experience to um to do it and it's it is kind of daunting but you have to have those experiences in life and then when you come to a place where you know let's let's face it the the system is not set up to support foreign people here like right. it's a gift mm. the japanese government says hey we're allowing you to live here it's a privilege to live here so if you don't like it you know there's always a seat on an anna flight back to your home country yeah and I, that's basically the attitude that I was told to expect before I arrived. And I said, okay, I know what the playing field is. I'm strong enough to survive in it, and I have. Um, but I can understand why somebody in their uh, you know lower, younger 20s would not. Um, so, I mean, I always give the advice, you know, hey, you know, if you want to come here for a year, like, you know, do it for a year and then go home. And then after a while, if you go, hey, you know what, I actually really do want to give it a go in like a different field or... Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, our, I actually do prefer English teaching over, you know, what I'm doing now in my home country, then yeah, you know, make the informed decision to actually permanently resettle. Yes. You know, that's, uh, otherwise, like my advice is, and I'm sorry if I'm rambling, you can cut me off anytime, but my, my, my advice is, you know, save up like five grand mm -hmm. and do like a full tourist visa stay, like stay 90 days enjoy the time here don't work you know just stay 90 days spend your money you know go to the izakaya with your bros you know live in a share house real cheap and meet people from all over the world you know stay in kanto one month go to uh, kansai the next and you know just really just check it out and then you get to go home 90 days later and you go man that was such a wonderful experience and yeah. you look back on japan fondly mm-hmm the problem is people get burned out and they go, wow, Japan sucks. That was a miserable experience. And like, I don't want people to think that because yeah, yeah. for the right level of experience, this place is great. But you kind of came too early. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I always say, just say it is what you make it, you know, like, yeah, I've seen long, there's two kinds of long-term expats in Japan. People who, who, um, just drift and don't go anywhere and, and they'll end up being in the, the Akaiwa ALT field mm-hmm. well into their forties, fifties, sometimes sixties, you know, and, um, very, I, I wouldn't say all, but unless they've, you know, started their own school, you know, started mm-hmm. their own business, all the ones that I've met just seem a little bit sad, you know, and, and it's not really necessarily attacking them as a person. It's just maybe they felt that they missed their chance and they gave up, you know, and, um, yeah. that, and this is something that they could do. You know, and um, yeah. Mm-hmm. But then the other kind of long termers, either yeah, the ones if they stay in English teaching, start their own school, start their own company, or you know, like um, you know, like like many people, they get into a completely different field, and Japan yeah, becomes yeah. much more, I would say, enjoyable really, because um, you know, of course, life has its ups and downs, but. You you're not you don't feel like you settled for something or you're or you're stuck somewhere you know and um, that's uh, that, that's yeah. uh, you you see those, I, you see that a lot you know yeah when I got my first job that was non English teaching before we started recording I told you you know I was teaching English for a very brief period of time mm-hmm. but I got you know I got an interview and things went well and they said we're going to send you an offer and you know I got the advice even if it's for the same salary, do it. Right. Because you are now a foreigner who is not an English teacher in Japan. Yes. And there was a, and I didn't quite understand it at the time. I was like, hell no, man, I want more money, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I ended up, I, you know, there was a range and they offered me right in, right in the middle and I said, done. So, um, you know, I, but you know, I would have taken the advice had the salary been exactly the same. Um, and it, it was because, you know, now I am like a, a salary man, mm-hmm. a foreign person, but I'm a salary man at a company here. And that is a jump that a lot of people don't get the opportunity to make. Right. Yeah. So, of course, I was going to take it no matter what, if I wanted to stay long term, which, you know, at the time I did and I currently still do. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it's it is what you make of it. And, you know, you have to have goals. Uh, I, I mean, and just to get it more focused on like the the podcast that uh, my co-host and I do. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's one of the things that we, 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 we chastise a lot. And that is that there are people and they don't have ambition. Oh yeah. They're just, you know, they're in the same situation five years ago that they are today. They don't make any active or proactive steps to better their lives and they keep on chasing that, you know, that that heroin that I'm going to make it. I'm going to be the number one YouTuber, J vlogger there is. And, you know, it just it just doesn't happen. You know, people tune in, but, you know, not millions of people because you're not doing anything like, like I said, the top dogs. Right. Yeah. They actually produce something that people want to watch. Right. You know, just live streams where you're sitting in your living room all day. That that doesn't cut it, you know. Right. So, yeah, well, you know, it's also a very niche market too. You know, like um, not everyone. Yeah, yeah, gonna but you can drawn. take advantage of that. You're, that is very true. That is very true. Um, if you 
if you know how to market that, right? Um, but like you said, if you're just you know kind of sitting in your apartment live streaming all the time, then that's not really um, it's not really appealing to a huge audience, you know. And yeah, um, if you like I said, if you know how to market that and and make it appealing, um, there that's a really big untapped market that you could uh, you could appeal to, you know. And yeah, um, it's, I mean, it's just I what, think how our, much ambition you put into it, you know. Yeah, I, um, I think I think our at least this is just you know my take on it. You know, Nick and Cam may have their own takes, but my take on it is uh, number one, it's a lack of ambition, and number two, it's like they're they're online uh, the the J vloggers online persona. Mm. You know, their online persona persona becomes their persona in everyday life, so like they're not two distinct entities. It's the same, okay? Like. Uh, you know, to name drop here, like there's the the Tikio Sams, the, the Totally Drews, mm-hmm. the the Sharla in Japan. Uh, they're all they are J vloggers. They are not their individual selves. They are their persona online. Okay, right. Tokyo Lens. Mm. Uh, you know, you could go on and on. But uh, so I mean, to me, that's that's an issue because you know when, like for example, we criticize them, it's like you're attacking the person. And we're not. We're attacking and criticizing the content. The content. The content right. that the people are putting out. Yeah. So people will say, well, you guys are haters. And honestly, I, there are some people who have done us wrong. We got canceled. Uh, we got some nasty voicemails, <laughs> um, you know, and uh, the whole situation with Radri. Like, I don't I don't hate anybody. Okay. Um, you know, there are people I like less than other people <laughs> that's oh, that, for yeah, sure that, that's that's natural yeah. you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but anybody we criticize we have a very important rule because like i you know we want to be fair right uh, i want to be fair nick wants to be fair cam wants to be fair anybody we've done a, a nomination on okay anybody we've nominated we say you can come on the show and talk to us right yeah or you can send us uh, an audio clip and i will play it unaltered so you could call us every name from a to z and if you want me to play it on the show i will play it on the show and i've made that offer every time i have the opportunity and out of we just recorded episode 30 on thursday but um you know out of all 29 episodes only two people took us up on that it's actually quite amazing yeah yeah Um, so but the, the offer stands like the first guy we did, Ryan Boundless. Ryan, if you're <laughs> listening to this, you have the opportunity. We can have a conversation. We can play whatever you want. You know, like we're not we're not haters because I don't want to cr- criticize somebody. And if I get something wrong, yeah, it's important that the record does get set straight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're offering them a chance to correct any wrongs that may have been said, right? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it's funny you mentioned Ryan Boundless. So that's so, so sometimes, yeah, there there's a lot of cringe content out there in the JVlogging universe. But sometimes mm-hmm. you watch it just to see how bad the train wreck will get. And yeah, we got his, a couple of those. His was a channel that I followed. Um, he was he was a bit depressing when he was in Japan. So I kind of I I stopped um, listening. I stopped watching his videos. Um, but I did do a response to one of his videos. Um, 
at one point. Okay. Yeah, and it actually got quite a few hits before I uh, deleted all that content. Uh, but I was like, I, I'm, I didn't like causing or getting in the middle of YouTube drama. So, um, anyway, once he started like going to different countries outside of Japan, like living in Thailand, and now he's like in Africa and stuff. I was like, man, this is yeah. He's on his second country in Africa, last I checked. Right. Yeah. So. I don't. I mean, I don't watch it religiously, but man, it's just—it's interesting to see. You know, he yeah, he might be an ass, but like, it's it, it that is something a little bit different than than what he used to do, but uh, right. But it's just it, it, I bring this up. I, I've mentioned this guy before, and, and this was such a sad case. Um, he he never lived in Japan. I don't even think he visited Japan. He may have, but he was Ryan. A, no, 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 a, a different guy. Uh, oh, that, okay. that that's a similar train wreck story, but ended very badly for him. Um, oh, there, okay. there, there was a guy who lived in Cambodia, who did some vlogging in Cambodia, and he got it really into like he was an English teacher there, and then he he stopped doing that and started doing like personal training because he was like a Muay Thai, mm-hmm. he was in a Muay Thai and all that, and he started getting into like into drugs, and he was like contemplating uh, suicide and like he was doing videos where he had like this huge gash on his face for like a suicide attempt and like it's like fuck you it's like you don't want to see this go wrong but you can't stop watching the videos that keep coming up just to see how fucked up it's going to get right and yeah yeah he eventually got i think he got deported from Cambodia and he was in the US for a bit and he moved to Mexico and he he somehow died down in Mexico so it was um, ah, yeah it, 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 yeah it ended quite quite badly for him and we he before he passed I'd actually was interested in talking to him I invited him to be a guest on on this podcast just to see what his crazy life was like you know and he uh, he sadly passed before um, he could um, get a chance to come on so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but well I, I think I don't know about this individual it, mm-hmm. it sounds like it ended very tragically but mm. Uh, based on the research we did on Ryan, and now this is our first episode, it's a very rough episode. Right. But Ryan is a very interesting case. <laughs> he seemed to be like one of those guys, like, oh, here is not where I want to be. And he left. And I know he was in Thailand. Hmm. He was here for a long time. And he had some sort of like semi normal life. He had a he had a girlfriend for a long time. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean like I think like on the verge of engagement basically. And then like he just left and he was in Mexico for a bit and then he was in Africa for two different countries and um and you know he he filmed a, a porno while he was here. He did he did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know it's just like I'm like, who is this man? Mm. And you know, he starts filming these like weird like after he had, you know, relations with a, a local girl in in Africa, hmm. telling her, "Oh yeah, do you feel satisfied?" And, that, and he puts that on the internet, right? And yeah, then yeah. he immediately says, "If you pay me money, I'll tell you how to be a baller or like a pickup artist." And I was like, "I mean, is this guy for real? Like, yeah. he he seems like a caricature of like some sort of like weird anti-hero." <laughs> and but yeah. he's a real person. But he's yeah, a real I, person. I, yeah. the thing is, he he wants to get away. But the thing is, you can't get away from yourself. It, uh, yes. So I think there's some exactly. self-reflection in mm-hmm. Ryan's case that he seriously needs to do and has needed to do probably for 20 years. 
Hmm. Um, so I don't know what the, I don't know what the story is of him, but like just the things. I mean, imagine this. I mean, Shay. I mean, you're you're gonna you're recording this, yep. and then you're gonna spend some time. Uh, I'm sure editing and making sure it looks good before you release it out into the world. Right? Yep. It's a whole process. Mm-hmm. He does this, okay? He 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 films what he films. He films what he films. He edits it. He makes it look good. He has a little music. Does a little jump cut here and all that, and then. Like there's a part of his mind that skips over the part that like, hey man, this is probably really not what you want to do. Yeah. <laughs> like you don't want this out there. Yeah. And uh, he publishes it for the world to see. And it's like, dude, are you out of your mind? You know? He may. So he I, might be. You know? Like he, yeah. he very well could be. But there are professionals that can help with that. That's true. Like just go talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? No. Yeah. It's. Uh... That's like um, there's a lot of that stuff on YouTube though, not just out of Japan. You know, there's a lot oh, of there's a lot of the hiding U- in my room. Oh God, uh, yeah. Daniel. Yeah, that's, that guy. Mm. I, I don't know. You did one on him. I don't right? know what's going on there, but yeah, we he was episode three. Okay. Yep, we did yeah. Daniel, uh, and you know specifically we want to talk about J vloggers, and he lived yeah. in Japan for uh, two, three years, maybe even longer. I don't know. He's mm. not here now. Yeah. Yeah, I kind but, of fell uh, off we, of that one too. Uh, it just got too yeah, weird it's for okay. me. So. It, yeah, he 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 is just getting weirder and weirder and weirder as time goes on, and it's so weird. Like we actually had the discussion. Hey, is is this just an act? Yeah. But then we're like, nah, it's too consistent, and he's never like been caught like lying or, you know, for it to not be an act. You know, so yeah. I was like, eh, I think this is him. You know. So, yeah, so I mean, I, there's a lot to criticize, uh, you know, cringe content. There's a lot there to, to analyze and critique and criticize. Uh, I mean, because he's been doing it for years and years and years. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. There was, um, yeah, he, he, was, he was an interesting case. There was a girl, I, she might still make videos, but she was, um, she was a, a, a female J-vlogger that... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, have you heard the name uh, Canada Jean at all? Do you know that one? Well, she she canceled me. Yeah, she oh, got one uh, of my episodes pulled. Oh shit! Um, okay, so so you uh, you you know that whole saga uh, from years ago, what she was doing, I, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We actually found some extra information about that too. Somebody mm-hmm. who knew Canada Jean mm-hmm. called us. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, sent me a message and said, "Hey, you guys want some inside baseball on that?" I was her friend during that time frame, and I was like, "Uh, yes, please." So that is uh, that's a Patreon exclusive. So okay. uh, pay me five bucks, and you can listen to it. Okay. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that is, yeah, I mean, you, you, I mean, that's that's cool that you guys um, you put some exclusive content out there because you know, like the really juicy ones, you know, that you gotta, you gotta. Yeah, I mean, ma- we're trying to capitalize exclusive. on yeah, yeah. on what we can. Uh, and mm-hmm. it, the funny thing is, like with Canada Gin, a lot of people just ignored us, right? And honestly, like this is my advice to people: just ignore us. Yep. The moment you respond, like it's more views for us. And the thing is, Canada Jin messaged me after it was episode nine, our ninth episode. Mm-hmm. She messaged me and I said, Mira, because that's her name. Yeah. I said, Mira, uh, and, and that's not a docs or anything. She, that it's out there. She, she's put it out there. Yeah. 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 So I said, I said, Mira, like, I know you don't like us, uh, you know, showing your face in the thumbnail. I said, but 
honestly, I said, I'm not going to change it. I think uh, according to the US law, like a fair use, we modified these publicly available images. And so I, I would argue that we're fine uh, in terms of legality uh, of using these. However, I said, the, the thing I want you to understand is like, if if you make a, a mess out of this, I said, it's going to, it's just going to have more eyes on this situation. Right. And I, I freaking told her that. Streisand effect. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's the Streisand effect. Yeah. She still went nuts. And we were with a, um, a German company called SoundCloud, and they have very yep. weird hmm. laws. Um, and I, she got her I used them, actually. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah dude. Yeah. Uh, switch. Switch. Yeah. <laughs> or there, there are other things you can do. You can, uh, you know, so there's so, nobody to complain to, which yeah. is what we ended up doing. But yeah, so uh, Nick and I actually went out to get some drinks hmm. and, you know, log in, check to see how the episodes are, uh, you know, are downloading and all that stuff. And it's gone. Oh, there's man. no, there's no warning. There's no message. There's no like, hey, by the way, a complaint was filed. It was, it was just gone. And it took us like six days to figure out what happened. Like I was, I had to do the equivalent of a help desk ticket with SoundCloud. Yeah. And they, so they're like, yeah, somebody complained that you used their picture. And according to German law, you're never allowed to do anything at all, ever. So I was like, okay. Damn. So yeah. mm. I was like, cool. So we disassociated with SoundCloud, sorted our thing out, and re-uploaded the episode. Okay. And that is one of our most popular episodes ever. And it was only because she decided to cause a shitstorm about it. Right. I mean, I, I'm, and Shay, I'm not talking like, yeah, you know, like 10 extra people. I'm talking it tripled the amount of people that were listening to us. Controversy, controversy sells, you know, so. Yeah, it's, uh, like I love this group mm -hmm. called West Side Connection. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you ever heard of them. I'm not, I'm not a big gangster rap guy, but like yeah. I love these guys. And they said, uh, yeah, I can't remember the, all the lyrics to the song. I'll paraphrase, but it was like, he's like, yeah, we'll beat you up in the club because we know bad publicity will sell another CD. Yeah. And it's yeah. the truth, you know, like even if we're wrong, even if we're dead wrong in what we did, the the fact that there was drama surrounding it causes more people to turn their heads and yep. go, Whoa, what's going on over here? I think, I think that's uh, what the uh, the last president of the United States took advantage of too. <laughs> you My know boy I mean? Trump, man. Yeah. Oh, love it, love it. Yeah. I, I, I'm the Trump guy. The other guys yeah. don't like Trump as much as me, but uh, gotcha. or, or at all, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I'll yeah. let them speak to themselves, but. Man, I, yeah. I mean, he, he knew how to take advantage of it though. Like. I, I was I think I was actually speaking with with Radri about this this point is uh, yeah there's uh I think he would cause create controversy around himself to detract from something that could be more damning you know yeah yeah you know so uh, I'm gonna say one care. word to you yeah. I'm gonna say one word to you Shay Kofefe Kofefe yeah and you know people are like what does that mean and they I'm like he's a master manipulator he misspells coffee and you know, then he gets to do whatever he's doing while the media is looking at his Twitter feed. I was like, right. the man's a genius. Yeah, and genius. <laughs> yeah, I, to be honest with you, I'm I'm actually kind of surprised it took them that long to um, to to ban him from Twitter. You know. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, I mean nothing. Twitter nothing, is yeah. a hmm. it's a left leaning platform. Yep. And. They're like, we totally believe in free speech unless anybody is ever offended at any time, yeah. you know? And then all of a sudden, you know, your God-given rights mm -hmm. under the constitution don't exist. Yeah. So 
um, you know, I have a lot to say about that, but you know, we don't have to go into like my, my right wing political ideology. Uh, yeah, we no, want people to stay tuned in. Yeah, no worries. No, I, I don't want to, I don't want to alienate any, you know, I, I say what I want on here though. Like I've, I've had people oh, from yeah. all over the board on my podcast. So, um, I, I honestly yeah, actually, don't care. So yeah. one of my favorite podcasts, it's, uh, like one communist mm-hmm. and one liberal and one socialist, but they're not social justice warriors. Okay. So they're like actually kind of cool to listen to. Yeah, uh, I won't plug them or anything. I mm. won't, you know, say their name here. But it's a, it's an interesting podcast because I'm like, you know, actually there are some things I agree with them on. Yeah. Uh, you know, economically, no, right. but well, it's uh, like you know, the, they 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 say interesting things. Yeah. Well, it's like you know that uh, comedian. Have you heard of Jimmy Dore at all? Ah, uh, yes. I yeah. Think I have. Yeah. Yeah. So he used to. I think he used to be part of the the Young Turks network, but he he kind of branched off on his own he's he's a self-admitted you know like um i think he 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 supported bernie sanders for both elections right but he is hard you know he's really vocal in his podcast and you know his youtube channel and everything uh vocal against the establishment left and you know the clintons and you know all this you know these like Mm -hmm. mainstream and like he just goes after him you know and um a lot of you know um left Twitter and online people just go after him saying he's he's a he's a Trump supporter. He's like, no, I'm not. I just call out bullshit on when I see it, you know. So yeah, uh, he, and he's I, an I interesting mean, guy to listen to, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is, like, there are, you know, uh, I don't know if I've said this on the uh, the podcast before, mm. but you know, uh, being an American isn't like uh, an ethnicity. Yeah, you know, it's not. Uh, a religion it's it's like agreeing to a very basic set of ideals and you know you know you could go into the life liberty pursuit of happiness or you know your your right to free speech like there's very as long as you believe in those ideals like you can consider yourself an american you know not by law but like you know there's a certain set of rules that govern american society yeah and um i i feel at this point in time that um, there are people on the left and there are people on the right who do believe, hey, you know what, like we have different outlooks on how society should be run and, you know, how the economic system should um, should be should be used or should be organized. And that's all fine. At the end of the day, you know, we don't have to agree on everything. But there is like that social justice warrior group. It's you need to think this way, or it's okay for us to call your boss, ruin uh, you, get you yeah. fired, mm. burn your house down, punch you in the street. You know, like and these are things that are, I think most people, like ninety percent of people, would say, "Hey, man, that's not acceptable." Like, right. like would I punch a communist? No. No. Would a communist punch me? No. Would a social justice warrior? Absolutely on right. site. Right. So it's it's more of like um, it's like this new age, like warrior mentality where it's like you shouldn't be fighting, you know, your fellow countrymen. You should be working together to make things better in general. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I, no, I completely agree with you. And I kind of I've always been maybe I've changed. I, I seem to think that I've not changed at all in terms of my belief in that regard since I was young, but I was, uh, you know, and, uh, 
high school, I was, um, I think it was right when uh, like George Bush was, was, you know, becoming president and mm-hmm. 9-11 and, and Iraq war. I was against all that. Uh, and I was, I was always in a, from a small rural town in Texas, I was kind of an outsider, you know, but I've kept yeah. that same attitude. And now it just seems that I'm on the other side of the aisle some in a lot of cases because um, they, the the mentality seems to have really flipped. Like um, some like the social justice people are to me almost seem just as you know they want to censor, they want to they want to control thought just like you know um, like hardcore Christian conservatives used to do back in the. 80s and 90s you know what I mean like it's well uh, I mean and and, and to an extent today even as mm. well Uh, but that's wrong it's wrong on both sides I I agree we should Mm. there should be a discussion but the thing is like what people have to understand both both sides of the aisle Mm -hmm. left right up down okay um is that sometimes there's not going to be a resolution okay like there is going there are going to be people who uh, they want socialized medicine and then I agree with people who don't want socialized medicine yeah. and you're just going to disagree. Yeah. There's not going to be a resolution to it. You know, like it doesn't matter how many people you punch. It doesn't matter how many city blocks you destroy. It doesn't matter how many bullets you shoot out of your gun. Like there's just not going to be a resolution to it. Mm-hmm. Like there's just going to be the debate and then that's it. Right. There's not going to be, okay, I won and you lost or I lost and you won. It's just going to be there. Something that's in the ether that will never be resolved. Right. Okay. And even when it gets instituted, you know, there's still going to be the debate. It's never really going to be resolved. Yeah. So, and I don't know, man, like there's no, there are things worth fighting for, but this, no, man, I mean, we're going to have, you know, we're gonna. This guy's gonna be president, then that guy's gonna be president. Mm-hmm. You know, this prime minister's going on doing his thing now, and then the next one's gonna do the other thing. And yeah. It's just, yeah. it's a continuation of a, a conversation. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's really no, there's really no sense in literally beating people up over it. Right. Yeah. There, there, there's a difference between, you know, respectfully disagreeing and here's why, and you know, if you want to talk about it, we can and you know, just shutting someone down and saying you're wrong or, and I'm going to punch you in the face for it, you know? So that never, it never really solves anything other than just pissing people off even more, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree <clears throat> with you on that point. Yeah. Circling back to the, um, to, um, you know, controversy creates, you know, bring, brings the eyes, you know, like, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the mirror thing that's, uh, that's sort of just, um, it's interesting. Yeah, I, I'll uh, I'll have to take I'll have to listen to that one because um, I knew about the stuff from a few years ago. You know, like yep. her creating like the sock puppet accounts and all that stuff, right? But then, like, didn't she like become a, a Muslim? And, and you know, like this is yep, it was like she, all these things started taking. I guess taking the terminology away. is yeah. um, she reverted re- to re- Islam. Um, okay. I mean, uh, that's the preferred terminology. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I was—I actually followed her, and then, um, yeah. Let me put it this way: so our episode is basically, we, we didn't criticize her for the reversion, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because you know, it, not, yeah. there's only one person that can tell you how to live your life. 
Yes. And that's you. Yep. Okay. So no matter what anybody says, you have to make those decisions that bring about the, the best outcome for you. Okay. And what we criticized was um, her over the top responses to people. Uh, you know, like that whole, the whole sock puppet controversy mm -hmm. we went over. There was a, a, a man she really liked who was not interested in her. Um, and, you know, there were a couple, you know, she wore blackface. Uh, and I'm not just talking like once. I mean, she painted her arms and her legs and yeah, had a wig mm. and did blackface. And she went around for like a week doing that. Uh, so, I mean, these are things that, um, I mean, like uh, very bland, I'm just going to say, are not acceptable in a polite society. Right, okay. Right. And so yeah. now you get the three of us drinking some strongs and we're going to say, what the hell is this lady thinking? Right. Mm -hmm. So those are the things we criticized, not the reversion. But I think the conclusion that we came to was she is somebody who deeply wants to be part of a group. Hmm. And, you know, all the way back, she used to have a channel called Rainbow Rants, where she was a, a raver chick. And, you know, she had the, she had like pro LGBT messages and, you know, rainbow colored hair, hair dialed different colors. And then she came to Japan and wanted to be a housewife in Japan. Mm. And now she has adopted another identity. Right. And, you know, that's fine. You know, like, like I said, like live the way you want to live. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, she made some really cringy content along the way, which oh, yeah. we criticized. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I mean, the she didn't she didn't come after to her credit. She didn't come after us for what we said about her cringy content. She criticized us. Uh, she came after us because we showed um, her without her veil, which uh, okay. um, so like I understand, you know, from <laughs> her her identity now not wanting that. But if you just type in Canada Gin with a K, yeah, uh, and on, on Google Image Search, you, there's there's thousands of yeah, pictures of, of her. I mean, does so, she still have thumbnails from, or has she deleted, yeah, you know, like old? So videos? she deleted like all of her. Uh, uh, I'm not going to say all, but like mm. she deleted most of her content okay. or privated it, whatever, mm -hmm. and if she does have a video of her with like her face visible, she blurred it. Okay. So yeah, so, so, she, so she's adhering to the tenets of her, of her faith. Um, I think it's kind of strict, but I don't, I don't know what the rules are exactly. Right. I mm. do know that you're supposed to wear, um, I think it's a niqab is the, the head to toe mm. one that she wears. So yeah, I mean like, look, if that's what she wants to do, that's what she wants to do. Um, from a legal standpoint, I think we were, we were fine. Right. And, you know, eventually we did get the episode re-uploaded. Hmm. Uh, we had our first emergency podcast that we released. It's like 16 minutes long. It's, it's Cam and I going, oh, this happened. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it, it all got sorted out in the end. Hmm. And she, um, yeah, I mean, I, I got a wall of texts from her. And, um, yeah, I mean, I actually have to thank her because, number one, our viewership tripled. And uh, number two, it made me learn how to avoid that situation in the future. Yeah. So now if there's ever anybody that wants to come after us, there, there literally is not an email address or a, a report button to click. 
So okay. I said, okay, I did my research. I was like, all right, yeah, we can do this, guys. And so, so did you guys, uh, I don't, I don't um, disclose what I do, okay. what I did, okay, uh, okay. because I just don't want people to know how we pulled it off. Yeah. Uh, because you know, then people are going to get into, okay, how did they do it? How do we, how do we counter it? And yeah. So like, okay. Okay. Issue settled. So, I'm happy so, with the outcome. <laughs> so you, you, you nip the next question in the bud then, uh, um, maybe discussion for another time. Cause, um, yeah, I, I, I'll tell you what I did afterwards, okay, <laughs> you know, sure, but sure. after we're not recording, but, yeah. uh, yeah, you know, we set it up so that, uh, you know, we're, we're good to go. Hmm. So my, my biggest fear, like you said, um, you know, you, you were on SoundCloud and then they, they nuked that episode, right? Like mm-hmm. my whole RSS feed is on there. Like, I, I don't want to lose that. I, I, yeah. I, I'm not sure if there's any services to let you transfer an RSS feed over or not. And, um, that's, uh. That's a big, big thing for me because, um, I'll you know I have to re-upload all the episodes again and start start from scratch if something like that happened. You know, I guess that's the bad thing about being at the whim of some of these companies. You know. Yeah, let's let's talk after the recording. Sure, sure. <laughs> I'll give you some I'll give you some household hints I, from that, your that, RSS feed. <laughs> that that will be much appreciated. Thank you. Because yeah, um, I mean, I, personally, I haven't had an issue with um, with SoundCloud yet, but. You know, there was rumors that they were going to go under at one point, and then, um, yeah, and I think then, they got some. Um, I think they got some capital to save them, like yeah. somebody bought into the company. But yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a it's an interesting, interesting company, interesting laws in Germany, which I I don't think are mirrored anywhere else in the European Union. So it was mm. just like, it was just like bad luck that 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 it happened. Right. Um, I mean, the controversy was, uh, you know, we courted it and it. It came back at us and then you know i i told i i freaking told her i said look this is just gonna make us more popular and the episode's going back up and exactly what i said ha- would happen happened yeah so and, and so mira was our, our first controversy okay and you our what, first real one okay um what uh that that then begs the question what was the next one uh so the second one uh was tikio sam okay so sam um we actually wanted to get him on the show as like a guest host and he kept on blowing us off and pulling us along and so yeah <laughs> on our 19th uh, episode it was the nines for some reason uh, I, I hope 20, 29 i don't think is going to be a problem but because it's a group but um yeah on the 19th episode we said the hell with it we're going to do sam so we did sam and um you know, I, I, I've been in contact with him. I was talking to him and um, yeah, basically he finally said, okay, guys, look, uh, let's, let me, let me reply to your, you know, to your show. We're Critiques, like, great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah, you know, like I said, we offer the opportunity to everybody. So he came out, we had like a, a very long conversation and after editing, it was still like, an hour and 50 minutes or something like wow. that. Wow, yeah, yeah. But during during that um, recording session, we said, hey, Sam, uh, we're probably gonna, you know, not, I, I don't remember the exact terminology, I use the exact phrase, I have it recorded and I played it in the following episode. But he said, uh, I said, we might use this as a Patreon exclusive. And his response was, oh, cool, man. Just like that. Yeah. And so what we did was we made it a patreon exclusive you know because mm-hmm. it was like a two-hour episode yeah. uh, it was recorded out of sequence usually we record on thursday nights it was recorded like on a tuesday or something like that 
And so I said, hey, you know, this is a big deal. You know, Sam's a, a big YouTuber and, you know, we should put it behind the paywall and, you know, get some more Patreons, right? And, you know, we got like three or four or something like that. Mm -hmm. So he complained after that. So even after we told him we were going to do it or that we might do it and then we did do it, he complained that, hey, that's not cool because now people can't hear my response. And so I kind of understood where he was coming from. We said our piece and then his piece wasn't available to the world at large. Hmm. So I said, ah, okay. I said, but let's, let's do a happy medium. I'm gonna give you a link um, in your discord. And so it's still behind our Patreon paywall, but your fans in your discord can listen to it for free. And I said, I think that's a happy medium. And he seemed like kind of happy with that. Yeah. Um, but then like our relationship was strained a little bit. And um, there was, a, you know, he lives in a uh, shared community there. So there was somebody who got on his discord and he and I got to a, uh, a row, as the British would say. Mm. And everything was cool. He was actually egging on our, you know, our little tit for tat. Oh, yeah. In yeah, the, in the like Discord. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then what happened was um, Sam has a friend, Mark, yep. who um, he was actually uh, uh, episode 17. He was uh, arrested, falsely imprisoned mm -hmm, on mm -hmm. drug charges and got out and everything. Yeah. So he that, was he, that's a really cool episode. Everybody should go listen to. Yeah. And Mark yeah. is an awesome guy. That's an interesting story for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, I don't want to go into too many details about Mark and Sam's relationship, but they were, um, it was a little rocky for a little bit. Okay. And um, so one of the things that we wanted to do with Sam was we wanted to actually like meet him and like, you know, go to Nizakaya, have a drink with him or whatever. Right. And, and he and Mark, because we knew Mark from, you know, our 17th episode. Yeah. Um, so together we were like, hey, you know what? Like, and we're, we're kind of private about our, you know, our picture being taken and, and that kind of stuff. So uh, the three of us decided, hey, you know what? Um, there's no chance Sam doesn't show up with a camera running. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, he's, mm -hmm. the, he's the kind of guy that if there's a group of people, his camera's on, he's creating content. Uh, and that was one of the things we criticized him about in our, in our 19th episode. So Sam, um, Sam quickly was, uh, we stopped updating him on where we wanted to go and all that stuff. We said, it's better that he doesn't come up because he's definitely going to at least, if he doesn't outright record us, he's going to covertly record us. Right. Uh, we, we just couldn't trust him based on like the amount of time that we knew him and the type of uh, vlogging he does and all that stuff. Yeah. And wanting, um, wanting to protect your identities, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and wanting and wanting to protect our identities. So we just said, you know, I, I I don't I don't doubt Mark. Mark seems like a genuine guy. Yeah. He's been put through the ringer. Uh, let's just let's just hang out with Mark. Yep. So um, you know, that's what we did. We hung out with Mark, and then that guy that in Sam's Discord I was having a row with. You know he 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 said something, and I was like, hey Mark, take a picture of this, and I, it was my middle finger. Mm -hmm. So Mark took a picture of my middle finger and said, uh, well, that's that's Jay's response to you or something like that. Mm -hmm. And 
So what really, now Sam is like, oh, well, you were saying mean things to my friend and that's why I kicked you out. But the truth is um, we hung out with Mark without him. Yeah. And that's why he, so he got a little butt hurt there. No, was, and that's uh, fine. Uh, and that's yeah, fine. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I talked to, I tried to talk to Sam about it. He had like a 24 hour live stream. I tried to speak to him about it. Um, uh, but yeah, he wasn't having it. And I was like, okay, man, that's fine. He was like, well, if you prompt, if you apologize to so-and-so, I'll let you back in. And I said, I said, Sam, you know, like, you know, and like in my upcoming episode, I say, I don't hate Sam. I don't, hmm. you know, um, you know, I, I like his content. It's not content that's going to make him a, a Rachel in June or a, uh, Chris abroad or one of the other big guys. But, um, you know, I basically said to him, I said, Hey, look, man, I, I'm just going to close the arc. Like it's, it's something that we're going to, we're going to close out and, and, and that's going to be that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to go back into your discord. It's fine. Yeah. So like, yeah, yeah. so we kind of left it at that. And like, I guess the door is always open because like I said, I don't hate him. I don't mind him. Um, you know, I, I genuinely, I, I like his motorcycle videos. Yeah. I, I, every <laughs> time there's a new one, I watch it, you know? So, um, you know, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm not a hater, but you know, at, given everything that happened and like, he was a little disingenuous uh, about the getting kicked out of discord. He said it was for one reason when I think it was really the other. So I said, you know, uh, it, it's okay, man. Like, like if we're cool, we're cool. If not, like that's fine too. Right. So yeah. like we've kind of we've kind of moved on. Well, um, I mean, yeah, the the you know, life's too short to be hanging out. You know, um, what was it? Hanging on to perceived internet drama. You know, especially bringing it into real life. You know what I mean? So yeah, absolutely, so, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, this is this podcast is a hobby of ours. Yeah. You know, it's it's an excuse for us to get together, have some laughs. And, you know, it draws attention. It yeah. does. I mean, obviously people have heard of us. Um, and, you know, you, you've heard of us in the ether, like who are these clowns, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I must just... say, uh, you know, the now that I fully know what it's all about, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's you know, it's good. I, I think you guys are doing a, doing a good thing. It's entertainment. And at the end of the day, it's entertainment. Yeah. Entertainment for, for mm-hmm. who you are, you know, you three as well as the people who want to listen to it. And, you know, it's, I've, I've been very vocal about this for years. It's always good to show the more reality based Japan to people, you know? And, uh, yeah. And I don't want you to get the wrong idea. Cause yeah, I, I know you've yeah. only listened to like a little bit. Right. Um, mm-hmm. like we're, we're a little rough. Like I, and I get that and I can understand why people are offended. Yeah. Okay. But like, that's, I don't want to say shock jock, but like that's the, that's where you get attention. People are like, oh my God, did they say that? Or, oh, yeah. they said this about this person. Or, oh, they finally called out this guy. And it's, it, that that's definitely part of the equation. I'm not going to say like, oh, we're like these intellectual Aristotle yeah. uh, philosopher types, uh, you know, doing logical arguments. Uh, there's yeah. a little bit well, of that, but mostly it's uh, three drunk guys just having a good time on a Thursday night. Yeah, man. Like, I mean, so. I I always I always enjoyed listening to you know programs like uh, Opie and Anthony and you know things like that. So Absolutely. you know that, that's that's you know that, that's a that's its own sort of category. You know, like you can just enjoy, just sit back and enjoy it, and not take a lot of the stuff too serious. You know, too yeah. seriously. It's so. um, mm. 
No. We've been going for a bit, and like the whole reason I wanted to come on was yep. to uh, talk about what Radri said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so that, that well, uh, that's it. Yeah, because um, yeah, if you if you want to clear clear something up, because uh, he did yeah. he did mention you guys on the last podcast, and um, I would just so, like uh, to hear your side of it as well. Absolutely. So yeah. so look, like uh, Radri, uh, we love him. He's a great guy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have been on his show. He has been on our show. Um, but there seems to be uh, there seems to be a little friction, and I, I I regret it. But it's not friction from us; it's friction from um, our prior nominees. Okay. So, so we did a couple things. So first, let me talk about um, Chris O'Connell. Okay. All right. So he was uh, he, I think he was our twenty second episode. So uh, we were criticized. Uh, so, by some of our nominees and by other members of the community of you, uh, you you know guys you're not doing enough research on these candidates and therefore your information is inaccurate so we're like well let's do an episode where we really do our research so I went nuts now uh, broad strokes I don't want to get into the minute details about uh, Chris O'Connell but um Basically, I went over his history in Japan and uh, his job history and broad strokes on Chris. He He's basically a trust fund kid, and there's mm. nothing wrong with that, you know, mm. and I, I was clear to say that in the show. He's a trust fund kid, but rather than admit he's a trust fund kid, he pretends that he's some sort of genius, successful CEO. However, all of his endeavors ended in not only failure but spectacular failure wow yeah <laughs> uh, so and he was he's somebody who's like a real big clout chaser like oh well you have twenty thousand followers so i can't hang out with you but you have fifty thousand followers like me so yeah we can go oh, we can film yeah. a video together you know like yeah. mm. like a real like the worst type of j vlogger right and um so yeah there was some drama with the tokyo creative situation and um yeah, so that ended in a, a massive failure. And then he is now he's now engaged to a I don't know if she's Instagram or YouTube, but uh, or both or whatever. But anyway, so this lady has like three million followers. Mm. And I was sure to say this on the show, like, I don't want to doubt uh, his true love and affection for this woman. Mm. But based on everything, you know, we've researched and re- renewed uh, reviewed. Um, probably the most attractive thing about her to him is the massive amount of followers she right. has. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. that's what's important to him. And um so like look, he's a trust funder. He can he can afford anything and do whatever he wants. You know, mom and dad are paying the bills for him. And that that's great. <laughs> right. And I don't yeah. I don't I don't begrudge anybody their wealth. These are you know, I know trust funders from, you know, back in college and they're doing their thing. Um but basically that episode, I really dug in. Like I had like dates and names and websites and his job history. And like, I mean, I really went, you know, boss to the wall on this one. The problem with that episode is it's not that funny because I'm actually trying to get all the information in into like an hour, hour and 20 minute podcast. Right. And my mm. co-hosts, you know, all three of us, we all co-host the podcast. I'm going on and on, and they're trying to tell jokes 
inserted in there and I'm like, yeah, that's funny, but this, and then, <laughs> so like, it wasn't, it wasn't a great podcast. I, it was very well researched, which we were criticized for. So I wanted to address that criticism. Yeah. And um, I don't think it was our best podcast. Well, it yeah. was, it was okay. But the, the level of research that I did was overboard. Yeah. And I think so, that's that's part of the charm of, sorry to interrupt, but, you know, from what I've heard and from what uh, the previous episodes that you've mentioned, it's part of the charm is just you guys sitting around and not necessarily riffing off of it, but just sort of you what what you see is what you're commenting on. And then you actually bring in all this research and it kind of throws off the the vibe of the show am, am i am i wrong here in that i i think there was a total vibe throw off i yeah, think you're, you're, yeah. you're hitting it right on the head yeah hmm. and then you know nobody complained because everybody complained there wasn't enough research so then when there was too much people are like uh that episode was a little different it's like this is what you guys asked for yeah we delivered and i think we should go back to our original format you're right so Rad reset, and then, you know, the reason I wanted to come on and talk to you guys, uh, to, to, to you, Shay, is Rad reset. Well, rather than do research, they want to do misinformation. So I, I got to say, eh, hold on, time out. Chigalio. No. Um, <laughs> it's not misinformation. Okay. Everything, every claim we've ever made, we have backed up with evidence. Okay. We, we state an opinion and we provide evidence, we provide a clip, and we riff off of it. And, you know, we tell jokes, and we don't say it in the most polished, you know, philosophical way about making a logical argument and all that. It, it, we're, we're drinking strongs and yeah, exactly. being dudes just yeah. hanging out with each other. Yeah. So it's not gonna, I, I, I can understand people saying, well, I don't like the way you said it. Well, that's fine, but the, the point is, we did make a factual assertion backed up by evidence and you know if we're wrong please you have the opportunity to correct us no problem right so um i so when radry said misinformation to me that's kind of like saying well they're not telling the truth right so i have to disagree with him there and i don't say this out of animus or hate mm, or anything mm, like mm, that mm. uh you know i i mentioned to radry in his discord i said i said hey man um you know, I'm going to talk to Shay, and I said I, I have to address what you said about misinformation. And we had a little conversation about it, and like, you know, we're still buddies at the end of the day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the next thing that our our most recent controversy, I guess, is, uh, you know, like I said earlier, we were on Radry's show, and Radry was on our show, which I guess that wasn't a big deal. But the point is, he interviewed uh, myself and Nick right. on his show. And then he went out and he tried to uh, talk to two people. He talked. He tried to talk to Totally Drew. Yeah. And he tried to talk to a woman named, or her J Vlog name is Oriental Pearl. Okay. So Drew joined our Discord for some reason. <laughs> uh, saw Radri was in it, and then he treated Radri like he was some sort of a hater. Like they had a set date they were gonna get together and he, he canceled on him. He said, you're a hater. I'm never gonna go on your show. And so like, you know, Rad Radri's podcast is like his side hustle, right? It's like his right. business. Right. So because he spoke with us, 
and he continues to speak with us drew was like nope that's it you're you're a hater you're awful i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do your podcast so radry missed like you know a a quote-unquote business opportunity right because of Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. and uh you know i i'm not in control of that situation yeah i would correct it if i was but you know i can't tell drew hey man Radry is an okay dude, and I'm not gonna be, you know, secretly waiting to the zinger or anything like that. Right. Uh, but yeah, Drew, if you're listening now, you know, Radry's an okay guy. You should go on the show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, um, to. But th- there's also yeah, another. Yeah. There's also go, another aspect to okay. this. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. So, sorry, I know this is a, I'm a little long-winded here. Um, so Oriental Pearl, we had decided, you know we decided who our nominees are going to be like, you know, two or three episodes in advance. Right. So she was up. So we did a, a, you know, a a podcast on her. Meanwhile, unbeknownst to us, Radri is scheduling a, a a podcast with her an interview with her. I see. So anyway, our episode drops and Pearl gets all upset. So she cancels on Radry. So now there's two folks that uh, that canceled on him. So like now, like because he interviewed the two of us for like an hour, right? Like he's now lost out on two podcasts. So like I I feel bad, but at the same, you know, I, I'm not in control of that situation. There's nothing I can do. Yeah. And you know, Radry is a good dude. Uh, he wants to talk about people's creative methods and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And you know. You should go on, you know, people should go on his podcast. It's, it, there's nothing, he's not, he's not one of the co-hosts of the show. It's like shooting the messenger in a way, you know, like, um, well, maybe it's, like, it's not, yeah. Mm. It's like, oh, you talked to, uh, oh, you saw a, a video of Gavin McInnes. Oh, you're a proud boy. You're right. automatically canceled. It's like, well, no, I just saw a YouTube video or I just talked to some guy once or, hey, we used to work at the same company. It's like, no, you're, you're canceled forever. Well, it's like, and it's, yeah. What happened yeah. to, um, to people interviewing, just interviewing people? I mean, you know, like, um, Larry King would interview people from all across the board, you know, like, yeah, uh, or, yeah. or like the, the best interviewers would, they didn't judge who they interviewed, you know, and you couldn't judge them for talking to people that maybe you didn't agree with. And I, you know, I think, but obviously it's their choice not to go on a certain show, but I think in both of those cases, you know, like just because someone talks to people that you don't like doesn't mean they're associated with them like he just wanted to talk to you guys because he found your content interesting and wanted to talk to talk to you guys right he also found uh totally drew and uh oriental pearl interesting as well that's why he wanted to talk to them that doesn't mean you know um he supports everything that you say or, or anything that I say, you know, like, yeah, I, I think a lot of people just maybe have too thin of skin or they're just, um, but yeah. this goes back to what I said at the very beginning of the podcast. Yeah. Oriental Pearl. It, I, I don't know what her real name is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, maybe it's Pearl. I don't know. Uh, Drew. I do know what his real name is, but let's call him Drew. Yeah. Um, like they are their persona. So when you criticize the content, well, no, it's a direct attack on me. And they both had very visceral, emotional, not logical, emotional reactions mm-hmm. to us. 
okay? I mean, Pearl, I, I, granted, rough around the edges, guys drinking strongs. Uh, essentially, what we, you know, her, her whole shtick is she goes to Chinatown and then pretends to be a silly foreigner and then hits people with the, by the way, I speak fluent Chinese. Ha, you didn't expect a blonde-haired white girl to do that, did you? Ha, ha, uh, okay. gotcha. Yeah. So like, we, we nicknamed her Oriental Prank Bro. <laughs> and but the thing is yeah. like and you know like yeah we're telling jokes and stuff but uh, but the real criticism is um we said you know what you're doing is not polite hmm. uh in, in, in the most blase way you can say it okay um she walked into a place of business there was an employee there and like i i really feel for this lady i have no idea who she is but you know obviously she's like a, a chinese immigrant mm -hmm. living in yokohama you know in chinatown down there and this blonde haired white girl comes up with a cameraman okay somebody else is there she and you can kind of see the look on her face like what the hell's going on because she yeah. looks at pearl what she looks directly do? at the cameraman and then back at pearl. now she's at work okay this is her job Okay, and it was like a little knick-knack shop, like you get like chopsticks or little plates or whatever right. for tourists. And, you know, like, she can't say, hey, man, get the fuck out of here. She can't say it. For, I don't know if I could swear on your podcast. I've, done I, I, I've, I've already said a few fucks here there, so go ahead. <laughs> okay, so, but, like, if it was me, like, out in the street, I'd be like, fuck off with the camera. Get out of my face, yeah, right? Yeah. But she's at work. She can't do that, right? She There's an employment thing there that you can't, like, tell people to get lost right mm. so and then they do the the whole prank bro thing and you know we we criticized we said you know like you kind of jumped this lady while she was at work on camera and you know that like at very least not polite that was an impolite thing to do um to this woman and then like if you actually really look into it if you um you know if you record like shibuya crossing you know, um, no, no one person is the subject right. of that shot of mm. that camera angle. Mm -hmm -hmm. Uh, and Japanese law is kind of interesting about this. The moment, like you're focusing on a single person, um, again, the recording is not illegal, but then the focus on a single subject or group of subjects, it becomes illegal to upload it without yeah. their consent. Yeah. And yeah. so that's what we said. Now, are we going to call the police? No, of course not. Right. Uh, is anything going to happen? I mean, is this lady going to be so offended that she gets a lawyer and all that? No, of course not. Of course not. Of course. I mean, but we just we just pointed out um, Pearl. That was not polite. And if you really want to get technical about it, what you did, you know, is prohibited. Um, within like it was like almost like a lightning strike after we released that episode. Um, her response to us was, um, I have no fucking respect for you. Did you think this is North Korea? And I have a vendetta against you. I mean, and these North are quotes from, she left me like six minutes worth of voicemails on our Instagram. Jesus. So obviously it was an emotional response. Yeah, uh, to say the least. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, the, the anal and so, uh, I came up with an analogy so that, that I would like to share. Okay. But um, just this week, uh, Drew, who canceled on Radry, mm -hmm. was recording, and a woman got pissed off that he was recording her. And as he ended his live stream, she was waving a no photography picture 
um, at him. And of course he edited out. He was like, oh, well, that lady was mean to me. She gave me the finger. But again, like you're doing something you're not supposed to do. Right, right. right. And the funny thing is Pearl was also on Sam's video saying, oh, well, people just hate you. And that's why they say it's illegal to film. So she used the straw man argument. We never said it was illegal to film. Specifically what you did could be considered that. But um, the analogy uh, I I thought about was like, Shay, let's say you and I are driving in a car, right? I'm driving. Okay. Posted speed limit is 50 kilometers an hour. All right. You notice I'm going 75 kilometers an hour, Mm -hmm. right? Going a little fast. And you say, hey, Jay of the King of Kanto podcast, the posted speed limit's 50, and I see that you're traveling at 75, okay? And so we're both in the car with each other, right? And you say this to me. Hmm. And my response to you is, I have no fucking respect for you. Do you think this is North Korea? (laughs) I now have a vendetta against you, right? Like, you're just pointing out that, like, I'm not doing something totally correct. And then weeks later, weeks later, I'm still so butthurt about it. You cancel someone else's. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I go, I go, man, that Shay, he just hates me. He told me driving was illegal. (laughs) You know, like, that's not. I mean, that's exactly what Pearl did in a way. Yeah. And it's not what we said, and it's not what we meant. And, uh, you know, so the, the truth is, like, you know, we made we made a claim based yep. upon the facts of, of the evidence that, mm. we, that we scrounged up. And she can't refute that. So she just says that we're haters and, and all that. Well, so And keep in mind, anyone can go and listen to these episodes, right? To hear they are straight... available on your favorite podcasting app. Exactly. So they can go and hear straight from the horses's mouth, right? All three of you. Uh, yeah, all, uh, all three horses, all three mouths. Yeah, right? Yep. Exactly what you're saying. So there's um, there's no... I mean, they can hear what she heard, right? So um, that's uh, that, it's out there. So just in case anyone yeah. is like, well, he's he's just you know saying that to to defend himself well no like it's out there it's public you can you can find it you know so yeah mm-hmm. yeah and, and and listen like we made our criticisms and that wasn't the only criticism we made but like that was that's the one that really got her goat yeah so and, and listen like pearl if you're out there listening you're more than welcome to send in an audio clip i mean you already did in a way but if you want if you want to correct the record I will play it without edit. And if you want to call in uh, some night, we'll have you call in. It's up there. The ball's in your court. Like I made my, we, mm. we did our part. If you want to do your part, you can. Yeah. Um, and, you know, but to, to be honest, and I, I tell people this all the time, the best thing to do is um, pretend we don't exist. If you don't want any drama about this, um, you know, sending me those Instagram voicemails, wrong move because they're going on the show the next week oh right yeah um yeah you know and the people who are smart like we just did tokyo lens um and he could have said something he could have done it but the thing is he's he's at that level now i think he just hit two hundred thousand subscribers or whatever uh he's smart enough to know that like the moment i give these guys any ground to run on they're gonna run on it yeah, yeah. and you know that's that's part of being a critic you know if you just ignore us, uh, yeah, the Tokyo Lens episode will always be there. 
but there's not going to be any more controversy surrounding it. Yeah. It's just going to be in the catalog. Yeah. Yeah. If, if and he... even though I tell people this, they still don't heed my advice. And I'm, I'm, I'm telling you how to counter what I do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so far, has he said anything? I mean, or has he just ignored it? Oh, he'll, he's, he's a smart guy and yeah. like, like he'll ignore yeah. it. He's ignored us and he'll ignore it. And you know, like we put up our thumbnails, which are expertly done by Nick. He has mm-hmm. a really great, uh, talent for the thumbnails. I think we always have really good thumbnails. I, I like I the put faces, it up on Instagram. The, yeah. The faces that people make in the thumbnails are, are classic. <laughs> yeah. You know. uh, they, those come from their Twitter and their Instagram. Yeah, but, that, that's true. Uh, <laughs> I uploaded, I upload the, the thumbnail when the new episode comes out hmm. and you know, I tagged Tokyo Lens in it. And the only thing he did was he untagged himself. That's it. Okay. So, like, that's the only response we've gotten from him. And, you know, that's fine. Whatever. Hmm, fair enough. It seems like he handled it just fine. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's, uh, you know, that's that's the way it should be done. Right, right. But some people can't do it. <laughs> well, cool, man. Um, so, I, another question is, you guys drink a lot of, uh, a lot of strongs. Um, yeah. What has been your favorite strong to date? Okay, I'm going to try to say it in Japanese. My Japanese is not as good as the other guys. Okay. But the Shiakwasa. Ooh, uh, yeah. That's, Okinawan line. That's mm-hmm. my absolute favorite. That is a good Hands one. Hands down. That is a good one. Um, what are your thoughts on like these kind of seasonal flavors that kind of float through um, every once in, you know, every, I guess, season, really, you know? Um, yeah. Um, Sakura flavored stuff. I'm not a fan of. Mm, There's mm. a Sakura beer that's coming out that I'm not. Eh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not big on. I'm not big on it. Right. Um. Yeah. For the seasonal stuff, usually I'll try it. I mean, when we do the show, like I'll I'll usually grab a Shiakwasa, mm-hmm. and then I'll try like one of the other strongs. Uh, like. The other one I like is that there's there's tropical fruits that was not so good, but the there's a plum. Oh, um, uh, are you thinking not, not umeboshi, but it's like some sort of plum one that I really like. Okay, it's not the um, ume otoko uh, strong, is it? Like a red. It might red, be. Red it red might red. be. It's it's all in kanji, so yeah. I can't read really kanji uh, that the, well. So I those those are good if that's the one you're referring to. Um, yeah, the, uh, the regular. I yeah, I don't know if that's seasonal though. That might be it's a, not. a staple. You you can oh, find okay. that. Uh, it's hard. You can find the five percenters at the convenience stores, but. I've only been able to find nine percent at. Um, oh, bro! I only go nine percent. Nine percent tall boys every right, time. Right, <laughs> right. You can only find the nine. As far as I know, you can only find the nine percent red cans at like Yamaya or some like liquor store, right? Um, as opposed to the um, convenience store. Yeah, stores. there's a store mm-hmm. near me that that carries them. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, most of the time. So. If it's in a red can, then yeah, that's uh, that's the one thing. Of and they're, you're right; those are quite those are quite tasty. Um, Those are pretty good, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, usually like I, I'm, I'm in a, I, I do two months a year no drinking. Yeah. So um, I'm smack dab in the middle of that, but. Oh yeah. Um, so, co- coincidentally, I am too. This month is. Oh okay. Uh, is so, uh, so we're yeah. totally sober. Oh man, this is gonna yeah. be the most boring podcast ever. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah. I mean, uh, usually I do two tall boy strongs, mm-hmm. and then I'll do like a, I'll try to get some sort of interesting beer to mellow out with afterwards, right. but. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because if I do three strongs, like I'm just incoherent by the end of the episode. Oh God, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. The, they're they're strong for a reason. So um, um, they're, I, I think, who was it uh, that was saying that there's a, uh, like they have different 
there, there's some um, Chuhais out there. I think they're lemon flavored, but they're they go from like three percent, five percent, seven, nine, and they might even have a twelve. And it's depending on how hard uh, your day is is the one that's the one that you grab. You know. I think I saw like. There was like a mega lemon chew high that was like 12%. Yeah. I saw it in a family mart on the other side of town from where I live. Mm. And I never saw it again. And I didn't buy it at that time. Because I was like, I, I was already drinking. I was like, damn, 12%. Mm, let's pass on that for now. Yeah, you but then I, I remembered it and I can't find it now. <laughs> no, the, I haven't seen them recently, but they, they were at family marts around here as well. Um, yeah. It was just lemon flavor. There, there wasn't another one as far as I know. Um, but yeah, that you only needed one of the tall ones. And I think you were pretty much set after that. So it was. Uh, yeah. 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 But, when I first came here and like, you know, I didn't have like a, a group of friends yet. Uh, I would grab two tall boys, nine percent, and that was a good Friday night. You just, mm -hmm. you know, quick. Like, I mean, what are they? Like a dollar fifty? I mean, no, one hundred fifty-eight yeah, yen a piece. So cheap. for like less than five hundred yen, you're like trashed and playing video games, having a good time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good old days. Good old days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jay. Well, um, I appreciate you coming on, setting the record straight. I, I wanted to hear it, uh, hear the story as well from you. So, um, um, thank you for the for clearing everything up and. Uh, it seems like you guys have have a good thing going though, you know. Yeah, uh, we have fun, and mm. you know, like I said, we want we we're a countermeasure to uh, misinformation that does get out about Japan. We want to present people a real picture before they decide to uproot their lives and come here. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, we're not haters. We um, I think we do provide a service, and you know, while maybe our language is a little coarse. Um, you know, we do back up what we say with evidence. So, right. um, if you don't mind, can I give a plug? Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. tell us where we can find you on, on the internet, uh, where your podcast is available, all that. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, uh, we have a website, kingofkanto.com. Uh, you can see all the latest episodes there. Um, you can find us on, uh, Apple podcasts and all your favorite podcasting apps. Um, on Twitter, we are King of Kanto Pod One, so you can tweet at us. Our, our Instagram is King of Kanto Podcast, and if you feel so inclined to send us an email, it's King of Kanto Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we read everything. We may not respond, but you know we read everything. And if you have constructive criticism, send it our way, man. We we actually do discuss those. We want to make the show better and uh, more entertaining for everybody. So, yeah, we we. Welcome all challengers, basically. Okay. Well, Jay, thank you again for coming on, and uh, let's uh, let's speak soon, okay? All right. Thanks, Jay. Thanks right. for having me. Yep. Have a good one.